0: Welcome to The Word This Week, where we believe that the Bible is more than just words on a page. They are the words we live by, and it's pretty cool, too. We invite you to join us as we read through the Bible together this year. Welcome back to The Word This Week. I'm your host, Brian Vaughn, and this is episode 39. And joining us on this episode are Heather and Mike McAfee. And uh, the McAfees are, are wonderful folks. They've uh, had a lot of ministry experience, uh, including serving overseas. And one of the things we got to talk about was how, uh, how they use scripture in those contexts and also how being in different cultures uh, really helped in our own understanding of, of the Bible. So stay tuned with us and thanks for joining us. Heather, Mike, welcome! Thanks for joining us on this episode.
1: Thanks for having us. How are you guys doing? Doing well. We're
2: Good. doing great. Good. Thanks for letting us come.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Heather, this is uh, your third time with us, right? <laughs> I think
1: so. <laughs> uh, so, I'm
0: excited to have have you back. And, Mike, this is your first time. Uh, so, if you want, to just share with us a little bit uh, about yourself and your family.
2: I think everybody knows me as Heather's husband so you know <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you the you're the admissions director's husband that's who I am Hey I get know. it that's how I'm known
0: as, <laughs> as Meredith's husband so I get so, that Um
2: so you know, you know that's about it you know I'm Heather's husband I do work with the church's planning churches network cool. uh they, I don't know if I'm the director or coordinator, you know, they give me those two titles, they pick one, you yeah, know. Yeah, sure. So we work with, uh, or I work with that. And uh, of course, Heather and I were on the mission field for 12 years right. in West Africa. Yeah. So uh, now I'm homeschooling kids and doing what I can in spare time. So, yeah,
0: that's cool. Uh, and you guys have... Four kids. We right? do. I was oh, trying to yeah, count yeah. them in my head. Yeah. Three at home, and we
2: don't know where the fourth is. You know, the first was somewhere out there, somewhere. <laughs> yeah.
0: Hey, I get that. We had. We now have three that have moved out of the house, That's and crazy. it's crazy.
2: Uh, it's, it's a change, you know. Yeah. It's it's different, it and, and you know, you 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 get happy when you get a text from them. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, he texted yes. me. You know? Yeah. Well, and, and what we found too, uh, you know, and and I know you guys know this, you know. All the kids—they're all different. They all mm-hmm. have different personalities, and so, you know, you might have one that uh, that is really good about checking in, and then you might have another that <laughs> is not so You're much. Not like, really sure if, if you not. want to hear from yeah. them, you gotta you gotta reach out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a it's definitely a change in season. But you guys have from let's see, how old's Caleb? Twenty-three. Twenty-three down Two. to eight. 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 Yeah. 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 So we're hey, we're in the same boat. I yeah. know. It's tight. Yeah, Ty's he's eight. eight. He
1: just turned eight. Yeah,
0: really? Yeah. I yeah. thought he was a little younger than that.
1: Well, he's just tiny. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I love. Don't let I love get in that. Ty. <laughs> but yeah, we go from let's see, our oldest getting ready to turn twenty-two down uh-huh. to eight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So so yeah, we're in the same same boat there. You th- think you're sending them out and. They're going to be around for more, a while. There's <laughs> more and more. It keeps going. <laughs> so I think you, you guys, you are a little more spread out. Yeah, or I guess they are. Caleb and, Karis, and then. Are close. That's yeah. right. And then, we and have two time.
2: close, then two later on. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, even the two later on aren't really close to each other, you know, five years. So. Sure.
0: Yeah. You mentioned you guys being uh, on on the field, serving the Lord and planning churches and, and ministering to people. And that was in Ivory Coast. That's right. In you know. Africa, right? Yeah. I was thinking about that and thinking about your experiences there. What role did, did Scripture play or how did you use Scripture as you were? Uh, because you guys, and correct me if I'm wrong, I mean, you were trying to plant churches and villages yeah, and, we and that kind of thing. So.
2: Yeah, I mean, we were, funny thing about it was we arrived thinking we were going to do one job, which would be this job with a certain people group. Right, and when we got there, they said, "You know what that people group's already being reached by this organization or this group of churches, and they said, We want you to be uh the new urban church planners. Uh, we haven't had that since the early nineties, so go figure it out you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so our job was really you know a lot of the first part of it was figuring out how does this all work together, How do we do urban church planning? You know you're in these cities that have millions of people, and uh, where can you even find a church building or Put a church building, which, you know, of course, obviously the building is not the church. But right. to your question, how does scripture play a part of that or how did that interact? Mm-hmm. You know, one of the cool things with Africans or in the African culture is storytelling. Yeah. And uh, that was, you know, we I'd never approached scripture that way you know, before. But it is. It's just one great story. And you, you're a storyteller. You become a storyteller. And so you start memorizing scripture, not word for word, but in story form, yeah. and so it, it just puts a whole new concept on it, and and it's really pretty cool once you get used to it. And Heather's really good at this. Is I'm I'm still I was still working on it when we had to leave the field. But when you're talking to somebody, and all of a sudden a story pops in your head that would help them, you know, yeah. I'm one of those like, oh, what story? What story? And, and Heather yeah. goes, here here's a story. You yeah. know, <laughs> yeah. she's really good at that, and memorizing and remembering the story, She's good at that yeah. too. Where, uh, I might stumble over a little bit. Sure, mm.
0: Heather. For you, was that a skill that was learned, or it just, as Mike said, it was just this natural thing that I
1: think was just it a was. Flow? I think it was a really odd mix of um, scripture memory was important from the time I was a child. Mm. I grew up in those traditional kind of churches where we had Bible drill, and yeah. which is basically just learning scripture and, and feeding it back out in a competition format. And so that was part of my growing up. But also reading aloud was part of my growing up. So stories mm. were something that I really loved. And um, one of my favorite parts of the day was the end of the day when mom would read us a bedtime mm. story. And that continued on until I was much older. And then we'd tell stories while riding in the car, things like that. So it was this these two pieces. And then we're out on the field and to see those pieces married that... Yeah. Um, scripture seeing how much of scripture is narrative and can be easily told as a story and that even like you're doing here on the podcast even if it's not narrative it it's it's something that can be told in a story format and that's easier to remember so that was so much fun and like mike says it's complicated or our adult brains can say, I can't remember every word and get it right. But when you release that and you're telling it as a story, you're being true to scripture. You're not Mm -hmm. telling things that aren't there, but it's not, it doesn't have to be every word. And all of a sudden you've got these chunks of scripture, not memorized word for word, but in your heart. And so that's fun.
0: Yeah. And I would imagine too, you used a lot of, uh, New Testament things from yeah, the Gospels, I would think. Yeah,
1: we did, but there's a lot of those Old Testament yeah. stories mm. that really speak well yeah. into, um, and a lot of it we started up, in the Old Testament. We would start
2: up. in the Old Testament and bring them forward, yeah, right. So they would Go, see the creation whole picture. to Christ yeah. kind of thing, yeah. 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 So they'd see the whole picture of what God did for Absolutely. us. So. Yeah,
0: I'm glad you said that because I think that's really important. I think and and we may have mentioned this on the podcast before, but I think for me growing up or at least my perception now looking back, yeah. <laughs> there may have been a lot of a lot of order to it and a lot of intention but it it just seems like I, I what I grew up thinking of the Old Testament uh, was just these isolated stories it's, yeah pulled out, pulled yeah, out, you know, yeah. like Sunday school or
1: yeah. or the flannel graph or, the right, other, right, right. or that there was a chronological order. Or maybe order they did.
0: Or... They may have. Yeah, maybe. And we just, you know, as a kid, <laughs> I just wasn't picking it up. <laughs> I, was, I don't know. I <laughs> but I remember uh, being in seminary and taking an old Old Testament survey class. And I'm sad to say that was the first time that I was, had really read through the Straight whole Bible thing. was once I got yeah. to seminary. I mean, I'd read a lot of Bible, but I, I hadn't really yeah. sat down to, yeah. to read the whole thing. Uh, but then being in that old Testament survey class and seeing how it all worked together. Mm-hmm. Th- I mean, I think that was really the first time
2: the Bible started coming alive yeah. to me.
1: I agree.
2: And yeah. uh, that's just really cool. Yeah. yeah. I did the same thing. And really talking about the Bible coming alive is, is I've, you know, i in seminary. We read it all the way through as well, but when you really start telling it as a story it really jumps out at you yeah. and you're like oh yeah that's <laughs> right that's pretty cool guy that's that's i get it now you know i get i get what you're doing or what you did there right and um so yeah
0: we've uh, we've talked a lot about how you know, the Bible and these these different parts of Scripture, they were written to a specific people at a specific time in a specific right. culture. Yeah. I, I was wondering if in some of the cultures that, that you guys were in, in Africa, was it a little easier for in some of their cultures to understand the cultural context of especially like the Old Testament? Well, the New Testament, too. Yeah. Or, or was it just, no, it's so different now that, you know— I think stones.
1: I think at least in some ways, especially um stories of widows and um I think those were things that really spoke because it is it seems like they have a similar just difficulty they're facing a lot. Whereas um maybe in a, a first world country, a widow, yes, she's got less resources, but mm-hmm she oftentimes had a life insurance policy i mean there's just so many other things or even like in america um there's government aid that can help whereas in in these old testament stories or even new testament that widow is without help if god if she doesn't if god doesn't help her or if the body later doesn't come around her she's got no hope and they do get that that for sure um and then maybe the understanding of women, too, is the other thing. Mike may have seen other things, but the way women are treated in the West African culture that we were in is also maybe more simil- similar, similar to yeah, sure. Bible it's times. very similar.
2: And, and Heather, probably a lot of people don't know this, but she started this incredible women's and orphans ministry while we were there. Mm-hmm. You know, you're trying to find niches and places of ministry and right. And one thing we found out was that widows and orphans were not being ministered to or Mm -hmm. taken care of. And so Heather started this huge ministry to them and even the prison ministry um, that they started together. Uh, Plus all the other things that she she was doing, she kept adding stuff to it. uh, You just sit back and watch God work with stuff like Mm -hmm. that. And it's just amazing uh, when that, when those people that have no hope hear a story of hope and then you're encouraging the church come and we're saying, you know, Church, this is what we're supposed to be doing. And then churches come alongside and they start getting it, you know, because we did have churches in the city we were in. They were just really inwardly focused. And so we found one church and Heather had a Mama Cassie was is her best friend in the world. Uh, So she found someone with the same heart and we found a church with the same idea. And the the pastor comes to us and say, hey, teach us how to plant churches Mm And we're open to you, and we said, "Teach us culture." Yeah, we're sure. open to you. Right. You know, how yeah.
0: can we do this together? So that partnership,
2: and so that yeah. partnership yeah. just gelled. And and you know, people were coming, other missionaries. How are you planting so many churches, or how are you? How is that happening? And we're like, "Look, it's a God thing. Mm-hmm. God put us in touch with this pastor that wants to plant churches. They know the culture. They know the area. We have the program, and we we've got this concept, and it just gelled uh, amazingly." Yeah um so yeah
0: that's that's really cool thank you guys for sharing some of that I, in fact I, i'm i thinking of all maybe we need to when we get to the new testament maybe come come back and talk a little more cultural things because yeah. i was even thinking of some of the uh our experiences in our time in central yeah. asia and just how so many of the things i saw in those cultures helped some of scripture come alive to me right exactly uh, for just the importance of bread, you know, when yeah. and, and seeing a guy that we were reading scripture with, uh, where Jesus talked about, you know, I am the bread of bread life, of life yeah. like that. He totally got that Oh, I'm because sure. bread is synonymous with its food right. and bread is so that life culture source. was so a, a source of that mm-hmm. and a cheap source mm-hmm. of, of sustenance that, um, like for him, that
2: made sense, sure. much more sense than it would have made. Right. Yeah. For me,
1: yeah, we get it, but we get it on a yeah. different kind of level. Yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah. When they're, you know, when their breakfast consists of bread and butter on it, right? You know, whereas we have all these options: are mm-hmm. we going to do cereal? Are we going to do a bagel? Are we going to do pop tarts or whatever it is? You <laughs> That's know, funny.
0: I thought of pop tarts. You know, like,
2: I am the pop tart of life. What? Yeah, that doesn't, <laughs> yeah. That doesn't quite go. That, that doesn't <laughs> flow. That's, that is different. But, uh, <laughs> but when you're in a culture that is like mm-hmm. that, and you know, you're talking about things that speak to a culture that speaks. Yeah. You know.
0: Yeah, and. Heather, this might be a good time for you just to 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 say, "Hey, we have lots of things going on that you could be a part of." It was amazing to me how my perception of scripture and how I read it changed as I've experienced different cultures.
1: Yeah,
0: and it helped come alive and. Um you yes, know, so everyone
1: needs to go yeah. on an impact trip <laughs> yeah. because right. and we you even, want your perspective right. changed.
0: <laughs> yeah. And we even go to different cultures, we literally do. different cultures within within the US. Within, exactly. Right? Uh but definitely uh, around the world. So. Yeah, and sure. it's
2: amazing the number of pastors that have come back to us and say and told us after having a trip to Abidjan or West Africa or Ivory Coast. They come back and say that has changed our lives significantly. Yeah. That has changed our church and how mm-hmm. we think. Sure. And that's what you know our our trips and we were planning for churches to come and work with us and and do yeah. evangelism and and vision tripping with us. Um, that was our goal. Is you got you need to see this from a different perspective mm-hmm. and see that you can't impact the world. Yeah, you know, just yeah. by telling a story.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so. We're reading through Scripture together. <laughs> yeah, we are. We spent some time talking about. It. Thank you for that conversation. That yeah. was that was fun, uh, and brought back a lot of a lot of memories for for me as well. Uh, but we're reading through Scripture together. Uh, this week, uh, we have read a lot of Daniel. Mm-hmm. Um, and then introduced to to Ezra the book of Ezra and then there's some other things thrown in in the middle of there so yeah, as you've been reading there to start with, yeah right? started with <laughs> just some of <just> psalms that <laughs> that seems to come from that period of exile mm-hmm. yeah. and and that's really where we're at and i thought it was really cool towards the end of this week's reading is we then see the promise of God fulfilled that he would bring the people back out of exile. Right. So that's really cool. Uh, So as you were reading this week, what are some of the things that jumped off the page to you?
1: I think the biggest thing for me was a phrase that was repeated. And it's, I mean, I've read it before, so I don't know. This is is one of those fun things that is just a, a reminder, but... It's um, when God was talking to Daniel and um, either through a messenger, however, it was happening. But several times the phrase was repeated that, Daniel, you are precious to God. Mm. And I was just overwhelmed by that phrase and not once, but I think it was like at least three times in this week's at different moments. was in one of
0: those chapters, wasn't it? Uh, where he had he had had a dream, yeah, or he was praying, and the the, vision, the messenger uh-huh, came back uh-huh. came sometimes to him,
1: yeah. it was at the time of the sacrifice, or yeah. sometimes it was i I couldn't get the context on all of them, but yeah, several times that was part of the message, and I was just really taken aback one time it was even peace to you and and it was a bigger um phrase, but that that Daniel, you're precious to God, and I thought, wow. Um, And then one of the things I always like to think through about scripture is, is this a promise that I can hold Mm -hmm. to or is this for somebody specific at a specific time? And so I think
0: that's important. Yeah. That's an important question. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I don't get necessarily in this part that um, that's for sure those words were spoken to all humanity necessarily, but I got to thinking about, you know, why, why is that message and all the different things we learn in this reading about Daniel and how righteous he yeah. is and how upright he is, even in that real familiar Daniel in the lion's den story. And, um, the people tried to f- come up with a way to trip him up, but the only thing they could come up with, cause there was nothing else you could throw stones at yeah. then, than his relationship with God. And so I thought, well, I mean, I don't know that you probably, I, I, I couldn't be held to that same standard. I think probably if you looked at me, you'd say, well, she complains too much, we'll get her there, or mm-hmm. um, she's always interested in what somebody else thinks about her, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll trip her there. So I don't know that that would apply to me, but I got to thinking about the fact that in Jesus, the righteousness of God is on us. So mm-hmm. we are right with God because of Jesus. And so even if in my own flesh, I might not have this amazing character, but in Jesus I do. And so Mm -hmm. maybe that is something that I can hold on to. Maybe that is the way that God, if he was gonna address me audibly or send his big dog angel (laughs) to tell me something, maybe that's what he would say to me. And I just thought that was really precious one or beloved. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
2: You're precious to God. And and playing off that, we are all precious to God. You know, the the Bible is clear of that, that you're wonderfully and fearfully made and yeah. God knew you and formed you in in, in your mother's womb. I, I mean, I know that that goes back to Old Testament stuff and talking to certain people, but some of that we can claim. God does make each person precious. And maybe there's somebody listening that is struggling with that and they need to hear that you are yeah. precious you are to precious, God. Yeah. God loves you very much and he yeah. made you the way he made you. And and in that use that in your life to glorify him. And Daniel obviously did. I'd written down some of what Heather uh, had, had just said that, you know, things, things that came out, uh, Daniel was found to have insight and understanding and he was wise and mm-hmm. he was righteous and, and they couldn't find anything against him. And so the question, I, I, I guess I asked myself that same question. Would I be found that same way? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, would I be found with understanding? Would I be found with this wisdom. yeah, And so i kind of wrote, wrote something down, you know, pray for wisdom, you know, yeah, sure. that God yeah. would give you wisdom, no, absolutely, you know, right um, on a daily basis, yeah. as we encounter people, as we talk to people, are we reacting in, in the flesh? Are we reacting with wisdom that God gives mm-hmm. us so that we can tell more people about him? Yeah. So, yeah. I
0: love that. Uh, in Daniel six, where, where they're trying to find something against him, uh, they concluded, and this is what you're saying our only chance of finding grounds for accusing Daniel will be in connection with the rules of his religion. Yeah. In other words, and the way we would translate that, because we know Daniel's story, the only thing we can find to, to trip or accuse him is his relationship with God. Yeah. You know? And so, like, okay, we need to And I'd be okay prince. with that. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I mean, yeah. that's, that's amazing. And, and that's what I love about Daniel. He is this bright spot. Yeah, he is. You know, and it He's such a contrast with so much of the history that we've that we've read over the course of the year of of the these people that just were unfaithful, right?
1: Yep. And that's why he's where he is. Yeah. That's why he's in exile.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. He's experiencing the consequences for unfaithfulness uh, for his 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 Mm unfaithfulness
2: right yeah but absolutely. it seems to me though you know he is experiencing that but Daniel was also f- faithful in himself oh yeah to God yeah. now his countrymen were unfaithful true mm-hmm. but Daniel was faithful you know going praying three times a day and mm-hmm. and his faithfulness to God was obviously there and and his wisdom and and everything so you know another thing that came out to me even when we're not faithful to God God's faithful. Mm-hmm. You know, God keeps his promises and we get that in the, when it gets to Ezra and God had made a promise to, uh, he was going to rebuild or restore the temple. Right. And so we see that coming about in Ezra as, as God works through the circumstances and things going on and, and his promise coming through, uh, using Daniel and showing his faithfulness to Daniel. And I saw that we were going to be in Daniel. I was like, yes, Daniel in the lion's den. I love that story. Yeah, yeah. And then we get into Daniel's visions, you know, <laughs>
0: <laughs> little, yeah, some of those are a little interesting, yeah, little, right? A little interesting, yeah. a little harder
2: to, to, to come through, but we do get to Daniel in the lion's den, and God is faithful to him, mm-hmm. and because he's faithful to God, yeah. you know, and God shows his, his power and his glory by closing the lion's mouth, and hmm. Daniel comes through that. And then later on in Ezra, God shows his power and his glory as he starts rebuilding the temple mm-hmm. and then there's you know conflict and people come in and try to stop them and right. and then the king comes out and says no they're good <laughs> you know yeah. they can keep on going so, yeah
0: and also we see and i think the one of the major themes through through Daniel especially through that first half of Daniel God's i think the major theme is is God's God's sovereignty over kingdoms yeah. You know, exactly. uh, I think he showed that through Nebuchadnezzar yeah. and and definitely through uh through these kings that of Babylon and and the Medes and Persians that that followed him. God was showing his his sovereignty, sovereignty over them. Yeah. And in fact, even was it was it Darius or Cyrus? Uh, One of the two. It was funny. It it seemed to me like God just took over his body and his voice for a moment and said, I bless you, go Uh and rebuild the temple. Uh You know, you are servants of the most high God. There will Uh be a remnant. I'm Uh like, what foreign king talks like that, right? right?" Uh, Through this, but but God was still sovereign over it all. And even though Man, there's so and through that time, and and we see it today. There's so much evil. Yeah, there really is evil in the world, mm-hmm. and and we walk through extremely, extremely difficult situations through what we could even call suffering, but yet God is there. And I think, mm-hmm. um, sorry, I didn't mean to start talking a lot, but <laughs> but I think that I, I think that you know, what we see in Jesus is that even in the midst of this chaos, even in the midst of evil, mm. that he was there to walk yeah. with us. Yeah.
2: yeah. And I think that's something that we can all take from this, you know, and maybe there's, you know, we don't know what everybody's going through, you mm-hmm. know, what, you know, people's lives, you know, we try to connect through life groups and we try to connect uh, in other ways here at the river, but you still don't know what everybody is going through. What what are they suffering mm-hmm. through? What did just happen uh, in their life mm-hmm. you know did they just lose a loved one or some some other tragedy that happened in their life and we just read about a car wreck on 111 yesterday mm-hmm. that could you know we travel that road all the time sure. so we don't know all of these things that are happening in people's life but what we do know is is God is sovereign yeah. and he does love us and he will see us through and we just need to trust him uh, through those times
0: yeah yeah and building that, building that trust of faith actually uh, just um, recently talked with our, our college students uh, about this idea of building our faith and how our faith is built. It's not this instant like, oh, man, I uh, man, I have this amazing there trust in God. Uh-huh. But it's built. Mm-hmm. It's built over time. It's built over small steps of obedience and yeah. faithfulness. And it's built in, in that relationship with, yeah. with Jesus of, of walking with him daily. And that builds our trust and our faith in him and yeah. our ability to yeah. lean on him. And when it's hard and when it's good, yeah.
2: Right? yeah, our faith is kind of like those in the Old Testament, right? It wavers, it comes and sure. goes, right? It gets stronger and then yeah. weaker. But God's faithfulness mm-hmm. is always there, yeah, and yeah. And that's that. definitely
0: what we can learn from from Daniel. It's what we can learn is it's what we're. And I really think that's what this whole story is pointing mm. to: the faithfulness of God yeah. that is ultimately realized and coming to Earth and Emmanuel, God with us, yeah. Yeah. laying down His life for us, yeah. Yeah. Hey guys, thank you so much. Uh, I've really enjoyed our, our time together. Uh, it seemed like it went re- really quick. <laughs> <quickly. did. laughs> uh, but thank you guys for sharing and sharing your hearts and and sharing your lives with us.
1: Thank
2: you. Thanks. Yeah. It was
0: fun. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, we want to thank the River Community Church for sponsoring this podcast. And if you're in Cookville and looking for a church home, we'd love to invite you to come out. And you can check out more about us at therivercc.com. Thanks. And join us next time on The Word This Week.